0: Welcome to the Building Heroes podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. everyone welcome to episode 56 of the building heroes podcast and today i am so excited to introduce you to my new friend lisa yvonne and Hi. she i think is going to have some awesome stories to tell us and some really great advice too and we have a lot in common we both have large families and we both live in new york but That's probably part, and we built homeschool, yes. (laughs) But she has some cool things that I'm excited to have her tell us about. So Lisa, why don't you introduce yourself and start telling us about your story and how you got to where you are and where you are. Well, I
1: have eight kids. The youngest is four. The oldest just turned 22. Um, we have one graduate of homeschooling, one senior, and then, of course, pre kindergarten all the way on up. Uh, my husband and I just celebrated our 20th anniversary, and we were actually reminiscing about how when we first met, I wasn't sure I wanted to be a mom, and he wanted, you know, four or five kids, which I thought was insane at the time. I was an only child, I have two cousins, that's it. And he's like, well, we'll just, you know, take it as it comes. And I said, okay, fine, maybe one, you know. And my big goal was actually to be a public school teacher. I loved teaching. I totally loved my experience and the teachers that shaped my life. I really appreciated them. I'm actually still in touch with several of my teachers from my school days. And I thought that's what I would do. We would be ministers in our church, I would teach and we would maybe have a kid right that was it and so we had our daughter it came time to enroll her for kindergarten we got so far as to have her dressed and me walking out the door and buckling her into a car to drive to the school to register her um the week before school was starting and I was like I I can't do this I'm gonna be one of those weird homeschooling moms oh my gosh Um, I had been a mother's helper as a teenager for a homeschooling family with eight kids, ironically enough, and thought I could never do what she does. I could never do that. So I had this idea in my head that you had to be superwoman to homeschool your kids. And I knew I wasn't superwoman. And yet here I was taking her there and she was chattering and we were talking in the car and she asked me why the leaves were green. And I started talking about it and it hit me. I can do this with her. I don't want to be separate from her. I want to do this with her. Let's just try it. It's just kindergarten. How bad can I screw it up, right? Like that was, that was where I went. So I immediately got on the internet, ordered $165 curriculum, got it in the mail, unboxed it. It took us three hours the first day, the second day, the third day. By the end of the third day, I was crying. She was almost crying. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm gonna enroll her in school. And I was telling this this woman that we were playing at the park. She was like, so you homeschool, we love it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. I can't even teach kindergarten. And she said, are you using a curriculum? And I was like, I am. She goes, honey, I'm gonna give you the most valuable piece of advice I can give you. Throw it away. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, throw it away because it's gonna ruin your relationship with your daughter and you're both gonna hate learning and just live. And I was like, I don't even know what that means, right? Like, I mean, I don't even know what that means. And she said, just focus on being her mom and teaching her. And I was like, I, again, like, what do you mean? Because I am such an orderly person. Like I, I like a recipe you know, and now I'm a this and that cook. But again, 20 years ago, I was not. And it was my first child. And, you know, now we have eight, three of them are adopted. So not only have we we homeschooled, you know, from birth, but we've also added kids who don't even speak English, have various special needs and all of the things. And I go back to that day and that piece of advice of just live with your kids. And, and I realized that the most important thing that my teachers had taught me was to love learning. Like I can't point to a single lecture that stands out in my mind, but the love of learning that Mr. Markowitz, my 11th grade English teacher gave me when he introduced me to Shakespeare and taught me to love words or when Mrs. Mace had me stand on my chair and recite, Oh, captain, my captain. Or, you know, Mr. LaRose when he handed me a rock and taught me to figure out what minerals it was made out of And these moments where the subject came alive for me and I thought I can teach my kids those things. And it became the most amazing adventure that I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. I love homeschooling now. It's been so amazing. And and the most awesome thing is that, that I get to enjoy my kids in a way that I would never have gotten to enjoy them if we weren't doing this. As imperfect and as goofy and as crazy as life looks every day. It's so awesome.
0: I love that. And, you know, I actually have a similar homeschool story like that too. When I started off, I thought I should homeschool my son when he was about four. And I kept pushing those thoughts away. I was like, no, no, I am not organized enough. I Plus homeschoolers are just weird. You know, <laughs> that's what I thought. And in a sense, probably we are, but it's a good kind, but you know, I <clears throat> did get curriculum and I did make all the plans and we were doing it for seven hours a day with my poor first grader. I, I it took me two years before I decided to do it. And I didn't, I wasn't as wise <laughs> to shift things as quickly as you did, but uh, maybe I'm just stubborn. I don't know. I was just like, I made all these plans. I spent all this money. We're doing this, even though we're going to cry about it. But it, it really, you know, that advice that your veteran homeschool mom gave you to focus on just being the mom and loving them and, and living life together and learning together is such good advice, but we can't see that when we first start out, you know, because we just think, oh, well, this is how it's done. And so this is how we have to do it. But it's really not. It's so different in, in a homeschool setting. We're, we still can use curriculum, but it needs to be our our tool, not our master that makes us force our kids to sit down for hours every day to, to learn. And when we force them, they just don't they just don't learn so faster as well and it makes us all frustrated just like you were saying so I love what you said about we, we don't remember the lectures we remember loving learning and we love the, the teachers who inspired us to love learning and they were passionate about it and loved that and I think you know that's something that any one of us as moms can do at, it, in our it really is. yeah um it but for the sad thing is for a lot of us, we, we never found the joy of learning. You know, I think no, we've had sparks, but I think that it was hard to, to catch that, you know, real excitement that comes when you start really getting into a project and getting excited. And I think, you know, everybody's had moments of that, but I think that they think it's an anomaly instead of normal, which is really sad.
1: Yeah. For me, I mean, I actually was the kid. I was such an introvert that I would go and read books in the library. And when I was in public school as a kid, and I got grounded from the library because the school was afraid that I wasn't social enough. They only let me take out five books a week. I was reading like 12 or 13. At that point in time, I was eight. And I remember going, what? And there were two other girls that had the same punishment. Jennifer and Karen and the three of us used to sit together and talk about our books together on the playground, because they were making us be social. And the best thing that ever happened to me was that year I got really sick and my mom just went to the library and got like scads and scads of books and just said here you go keep yourself busy. And I, cause she worked a lot. She gave me a stack of poster board, a whole bunch of new Crayola boxes, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. And these books and just turned me loose. And I learned so much. So when we started homeschooling and all of a sudden I didn't have that curriculum to, to, you know, I don't know why I thought at five years old, I needed to have them prepared to take the SATs in two weeks. But you know, like that was the mindset I went into homeschooling with. And when I, when I lost the safety blanket of the curriculum, because it was either that or give up homeschooling because we were crying over it already, I, I remember just taking her to the library, getting out the piles of the books, going to the dollar store, getting a whole bunch of art supplies and just sitting down and having a blast. And I thought, this is the most fun I've ever had as a mom. And my daughter could tell you about chlorophyll because she just kept asking questions and we kept looking at books. And the next thing you know, she could tell you more about plants than I could have as an adult without, you know, before she started asking these questions that I had to find answers with her. And, you know, we were counting acorns and sticks and and playing games. And then we were listening to music and making sounds. And the next thing I knew we had done like every single subject right up through history because we made a teepee out of our leaves and our bushes and our branches. And talked about how people had lived in them once upon a time and we even made die out of the flowers like it was this whole thing and it was all her just exploring the world around her. But when I looked back at it, I realized how much we learned just because she was enjoying her environment. And that yeah. was like life changing for me as a homeschooling mom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know we do sometimes go into homeschooling thinking Oh, well, if I'm going to homeschool, I need to prove to the world that my kid is a genius and way far ahead of anybody else's because I'm not going to fail at this because then I would look really bad. You know, it's kind of that sort of thought process that goes through our heads. And I mean, I remember thinking stuff like that. Yeah, this kid, he is brilliant. And, you know, all of our kids are brilliant in their own way. But I thought, you know, I, you know, he'll, he'll probably be in college by the time he's nine, you know, <laughs> like, but what's the point of that? Unless he's loving it, you know? Something. The same mom
1: who told me to throw away curriculum said, honey, I promise by the time they graduate, they'll all be potty trained. Yep. They'll all know their left from their right and they'll all be able to read. And I was like, that's such a low standard. She goes, everything just comes. <laughs> but, but she's right. It like, like it was yeah. so liberating to think about the fact that whether they can read at five or whether they can read at 10, by the time they graduate, they're all reading the same things. And we've had those. I mean, my, my one son learned how to read at three and a half. My daughter didn't learn how to read until she was eight. Mm-hmm. You know, my yeah. son was doing sixth grade math when he was five, but now he and my daughter are doing the same levels at the same grades. Like they all had things where they, they started early um, in some subjects and, and later in others, but the, the, it balances out as they get older. Yeah. And now, now it's like with the younger ones, I just take it as they're ready because I know that, but in the beginning it was terrifying.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's really, you know, the whole premise of building heroes is that we're letting them go on their own paths at their own pace. And we're not worrying about if they're hitting the milestones that are on a different path. You know, it's like, you can average all the kids and say, okay, every kid should be learning on average by the time they're five or six. But what that does is it just, it makes your brain think, oh, they're, they're not reading by five or six. They must be behind, but it's not a race. I, I kind of think it's kind of like, uh, when you're pregnant and you have the due date of the baby, your mind's like, okay, that baby's got to be born by then. But what if you are overdue? Oh no. Then <laughs> you're mentally, your mind is like, no, this baby's really late. I can't take this anymore. And, you know, it's kind of that same concept, really, when we average out when most kids should know how to read by, you know? And, and it makes our brains perk up and go, uh-oh, that date yeah. or that time, it, it's, it, my kid's not measuring up. But, it, you know, usually with standards and everything, it's just an average, it, you well, know? And, the, and the crazy thing is, is up until high school,
1: everything we give them, They're going to like forget and relearn, forget and relearn anyway. It's really ninth through 12th grade that prepares them for everything else. I think that up until that point, the most valuable gift that we can give them isn't the knowledge, but one, the love of learning and two, the ability to find the things that they want to learn. And if we can give them those two things, they're really set up for success in anything that they want to do from that point on.
0: Yeah. But if we cram
1: facts down their throat that they hate and we make them resent learning and (laughs) we just turn them loose on Google to fill in worksheet answers or something like that, they're not exploring. They're not figuring out who they are and who they want to be, what they like and what they want to learn about. We're putting them in a mold that's not theirs. And when we use those arbitrary milestones or benchmarks, we're forcing them onto someone else's journey instead of letting them walk their own. And that's just miserable. I mean, I did that and I don't want to give that to my kids. Like I walked that path. And and it was hard. Like I have, you know, like stories I can tell you of coming home crying from school. And I don't think we've done that since the day we got rid of the curriculum. You know, I mean, yes, we use curriculum as they're older, but when they were younger, like like the teaching them to love learning and creating an environment that was ripe for learning was really all they needed.
0: Yes. Yes. So much. Yes. I mean, because if you love learning and you get excited about it, you're going to want to keep doing it, you know? exactly. And you know, the interesting thing is too, is when I first started homeschooling, I knew we were supposed to homeschool. I knew it was the right thing, but as the mom, I hated it. I absolutely hated it because I knew every morning I was going to wake up and we were going to have power struggles because I was gonna have to make my son learn. And for me, it (laughs) took me a little longer to figure out to let go that we didn't need to have all that curriculum and make him learn. Um, But at the same time, I started to figure out that I could let go of of more of the stuff. And, And when I was using the curriculum, I hated it too because I felt like I was failing if I got behind on the curriculum, and if I couldn't keep up, and if he didn't want to learn it, and, and you know, and so it wasn't until I figured out this great hint to throw out curriculum. No, wait, I should clarify that. We don't actually need to throw out curriculum completely. We can definitely use it as a guide, right, but we don't want to use it as the master, where it's telling us if we're failing or not, but we can use it at our kids' pace and at our pace. And when I started to let go and allow myself to learn with my son and to, to just have fun with it, that's when I started really loving homeschool. And, you know, for new homeschool moms, if you're not there yet, you can get there. You really can, it's in the future. You know, for, you know the we, more you can let go and have fun with it. I, yeah, I think it's hard like, like to learn to
1: have fun because we have this idea if we're not taking it seriously, then we're not doing it well, right? Like if it's easy and it's not hard, then it's not valuable. Um, it's kind of like like even going to work, I, you know, I need blood, sweat and tears to prove that I'm, I'm serious about something. If, it's, if I'm laughing my way through it or, or whatever, then how important can it be? But learning is the opposite. Learning should be fun, it should be exciting. And, and I will clarify, when I say throughout the curriculum, I mean for the four and five-year-olds. Right, So we start purchasing curriculum probably when they're eight or nine, um, depending. So this year I have a son who's in fifth grade and we're actually homeschooling him with his little friend who's in fourth grade. And we have a, um, a couple of things that we've purchased based on things that they're interested in to really help guide them. And today I looked at the, you know, the lesson plan that comes with it, which of course I hadn't really bothered to look at much until now um and we're only a couple months into the school year and I realized we're like 70 percent of the way through this course for the year it's supposed to be a one-year course because they love it so much they're devouring it and then I had that that insecurity that I still have as a homeschooling mom oh gosh how much could we have learned if we're just plowing through so I pulled up all the review questions that came with the book that I hadn't really bothered to go through yet because that we've just been like talking about it over, over lunch and in the car and everything. And I went through and I asked them all the questions just to kind of really get a gauge of where they are out of curiosity. And they answered every single one of them. And I said, this is so cool. You guys, like we read it and then we talk about it in the car. We talk about it while we're gardening or, or whatever. And then we just go on with it. And they're really assimilating it. And they're learning at, in fourth and fifth grade to have opinions and to put facts together, but we've never done a workshop with it. I didn't buy the workbooks. Um, they, they haven't done projects or written reports on the subject. They've just taken this information and really just started looking for real life ways to apply it, talking about it, integrating it, and they're learning so much. It's amazing. The same with botany, we're sitting botany and and the next thing I know, like I've I've got people planting things in my yard. I have a black thumb. We're homesteaders, but I have a black thumb. It's it's a very ironic situation. And they're like, oh, and these plants do this. And they're talking about like cultivating and crossing things. And I'm like, y'all are like nine years old and you're mad scientists. This is great. But but they love it and they're learning from it because we're giving them the freedom and, and the environment to learn and grow and
0: explore. I love that, and I think, you know, as homeschoolers, it's going to be really important to shift our mindset, <laughs> because, you know, our experience with education, for the most part, most people who homeschool don't have any experience with actually homeschooling, you know, there are some second generation homeschoolers, I don't know if we're on to third generation yet, but, um, you know, our experience with If you knew what you were getting into,
1: would you actually get into it? I mean, that's the question.
0: Yeah, seriously. Well, the funny thing is actually my parents homeschooled my younger brother and sister. They were some of the first out there to do it. And it actually made me think I don't want to homeschool. (laughs) But um, at the same time, you know, our experience is mostly just from the public schools. And so we the tendency is copy that at home. But it really doesn't work because it was not set up for home setting, you know. And so in our brains, in our culture, it's just been implanted. Well, the kids are not learning unless we're reading textbooks and doing workbooks and taking tests, right? And and I'm not saying those are bad if the kids like them, but, you know, most people don't go around saying, oh, that workbook was so inspiring, you know, (laughs) I I guess. One like that, I will say they happen. I got one in seven, like, you know, yeah. But. it will happen. But for the most part, if Mom is having to make them do their workbook, then no. But if the kid's loving it, great, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but at the same time, um, you know, shifting our mindset about what education can look like. Kids are learning all the time. And so often we think they're not because it doesn't look like what we expect it to look like. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I have my daughter, I asked her yesterday, I'm like, what, what do all afternoon? My 10 year old, (laughs) you know, she's old enough to do things on her own. I'm like, you, you were learning something I'm sure. Right. And she's like, Oh, well, I was just trying to get my, oh, now I can't remember what she called it, but some tumbling move. <laughs> and I was like, wow, great. You know, that's awesome. Had I told her to go practice that 20 times, she probably would have hated it, you know, but it was her idea to practice it because she really wanted to get it. And she thought that was so fun. And is that learning? She's definitely learning things. And it's not necessarily something she's going to be tested on. And it's not necessarily something that might be in a, Curriculum or a course standards, but she is learning, you know. So I was like, great. (laughs) You know, it was her chest up or something like that. Actually, I don't know. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah. So, um, but that was what she was choosing to do because she thought that was so interesting for her, right? And, you know, I, I like that you say learning should be fun and exciting. It should spark the interest in our in our kids and we shouldn't have to be making them do it. Um, but at the same time, I think this is a trap that we can get into sometimes as homeschool moms is we feel like we have to be entertaining. Yeah. I, I'm not entertaining. I'm,
1: I'm kind of either. boring. <laughs> so my kids don't have that. Uh, and, and so here's like the, the flip side of what we were talking about is that there are times when we as the homeschooling moms have to say, you know what, I know this isn't fun, but you have to learn it so you can move forward. And that's a life skill too. Yeah. But you can do it without breaking your kid's love of learning and breaking your relationship with your kid. Like they have to do math. Like I can't make math fun. I'm sorry. Like I'm not that cool. I can't make math fun. I was horrible at math. I cried over math. Actually, my husband and I agree that he has to do high school um, math because I barely passed it. Um, like I survived, but I survived with tutors. (laughs) Like that was it. And so I just tell my kids and I have kids who love math. It's really weird. It's cool, but it's weird. Um, I don't get it, but I have one kid who was like me who hates it. I'm like, listen, sometimes in life we have to do hard things so that we can do fun things later so that we can do the things that we want to do. And that's also part of learning. Because you can even make that fun when you celebrate the fact that they did the hard thing or they did the not so fun thing. Because if you, again, if you can teach them to love learning, they can even love the thing they hate as weird as that is, because they can appreciate the accomplishment and the end result. And that's, that's the really neat part of this homeschooling journey. Because I don't remember ever being taught that in public school.
0: Yeah, I love you that know? you brought that up. sure because you know i think sometimes we think oh let's just do everything fun and flowery and you know whatever you want but at the same time they're not going to be going on this journey if they're not progressing if they're not moving forward And, and part of what helps them understand that is teaching them this whole idea that hey you're on this awesome journey you're moving forward especially when you relate it to the hero's journey because then they know you were meant for something greater And sometimes things are going to be hard. And sometimes you do need to push through. And sometimes you do need to get around the obstacles, but that's how you learn. You know, it isn't always fun, but when they're younger, it definitely really helps. If that's our focus to help them love learning, like you're saying, you know, but like you say, again, it's not our job to entertain them. It's not our job to make everything fun. But it is our job to help them find those sparks and, and see what lights them up and see what takes them for a fun ride.
1: You know, <laughs> you know one of the one of the most fun times my kids have had was like stemmed from boredom, from me refusing to be the entertainer. And okay. I le- again, I learned that from another veteran homeschooling mom. I was so blessed to grow up in a community where there were several homeschooling families. And the moms were so real and down to earth. Like I have piercings and tattoos and I was like, okay, I'm not giving them up for a jean jumper. Like, like there's just no way. Right. (laughs)
0: Denim jumper. And, and that was
1: all I knew about homeschooling. So here I am sitting on my friend's sun porch with, you know, my tattoos and my ratty t-shirt and my messy bun. And she's, you know, not wearing a denim jumper, but definitely a little more put together than I am. And I'm thinking, how cool is it that she'll talk to a mom like me? Right? And so that was, and, and I said something like that to her and she goes, oh my gosh, a homeschooling is about letting your kids be who they are. What kind of mom would I be if I didn't let you be who you were? And so that was a really neat thing for me too, that that my kids didn't have to fit into like little uniforms or cookie cutters. They could explore their personalities and their likes and their interests and kind of find their own recipe for what made them a human, right? And we shape that definitely. We want them to be polite. We want them to have certain virtues, obviously, but we also want them to learn how to express them in a safe environment and and to explore. So maybe one kid likes math, one kid likes history, but maybe one kid wants to learn how to make a bow and arrow and, and shoot you know, a target while the other kid wants to hand sew clothes for their Barbie doll. And that's totally cool. I don't have to have an art lesson that says, no, I'm really sorry. We don't have time to sew clothes today or we don't have time to make that tool today. We're going to cut this shape out and use these craft supplies that I've purchased, right? Like there was this freedom in it That came that this other mom taught me again as i was learning because it was one thing to homeschool one kid it was a totally different thing to homeschool multiple kids and still let them be individual because now you're talking a lot of personalities and a lot of different interests and it really came down to i can't do all of those things for all of them i just have to give them the environment and this mom looked at me and she goes boredom is your best friend And I was like, what? She goes, boredom sparks creativity. And I've since read, I'm a neuroscience geek. I've since read the data about how the brain works when it gets bored and how it starts to innovate to entertain itself and and how a lot of great things are, are born out of boredom. And I've seen it play out over and over and over again. And so when my kids come to me and say they're bored, instead of feeling like an epic failure as a mom, which is what I used to feel like, I'm like, sweet. Let's see what you do with it right? Like, what are you going to do now? My business was born out of boredom. Like I founded my business because I was bored. And (laughs) now it's this hugely profitable venture all these years later. But I also started my first business when I was nine, because I was bored. I had time on my hands and I learned so much from that. And so my kids have learned a ton from saying I'm bored and me going, that's nice. And not feeling like I have to perform to change
0: that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I, I say, I love when my kids are bored within boundaries, though. No bugging yes. people. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's okay. Well, you go be bored then. Yes. This is, <laughs>
1: this is a happy unboard space.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I totally agree that homeschool is all about helping our kids be who they are, but I also think at the same time, we'd love them enough not to let them stay there, you know, to help them keep going on the path to fulfill their potential. You know, it's such a, such a cool process, really. You know, we accept people for who they are, but we don't let them stay there because we know there's so much more greatness within them. But oh, we
1: push them to be more of who they are, not stay where they're at. Like we, we equip yeah. them to fulfill. I hate the word potential. I, I really don't hey, think now. that's the right word. Um, but we, as their parents, we can see in them the things that they miss in themselves. Yep. And so we can kind of help call that greatness out of them and pull yeah. them forward, but not kicking and screaming because, because right. here's right. the thing, when, when you created that relationship of trust where they, they trust you to teach them and to help them learn. When they're older, they trust you to take them through those harder stages too. Like that's been the most rewarding part for me is having an adult son put his armor on me and saying, thank you for doing that, mom. Yeah. You know, and he'll still come. He's like, can you, can you show me how to learn this? He doesn't tell me that, he doesn't ask me to teach him, like give him an answer, but he'll still, when he's trying to figure something out, go, how can I learn this? And I love seeing that we equipped him for that as an adult when he was younger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when you're in the thick of it, (laughs) your kids are mad or resisting or power struggling because, you know, we've kind of painted this picture like, oh, yeah, our kids love to learn all the time. And they're always great. And they get bored. and They're all creative. It's not always like that uh
1: you always have crappy day oh, you hard, always do. you know hard days
0: and when you're in those days sometimes you're just like what am i doing you know but really it's it's i said probably one of our most important jobs as homeschool moms is to hold the vision of where they can be and they will get there they will what do you do when you have a rough day me yeah <laughs> Um, you know, I usually yell at kids and say, I quit or something. I have those much far and fewer between nowadays. But really, that is part of the process. And and when I realize, oh yeah, that was a rough day, I realize then I just say, you know what, guys, we just need to reset. Okay. Things have been building up and we have a mess here. And I'm sorry, I reacted badly poorly. I could have reacted a lot better. Let's reset. How can we make things better? And, and that's really a part of the whole process, right? Is that we you, you were going to say? What do you do? Uh,
1: so when they were younger, um, like when I didn't have the, the range of ages that I have now, I used to tell them to get a storybook and I would read the story because when I was reading the story, I couldn't yell. <laughs> and it was like my self-control button for me. Awesome. And we would literally read stories until I was calm. And it might be like two stories and it might be like 22 stories. And they just thought I was really cool for it. They had no clue. I was struggling not to lose my Jesus, right? And so that was kind of like my, I'm just gonna hold this book and I'm gonna turn the page and I'm gonna read the next page. I'm gonna smile while I do it. Um, And then when they got older, you know, preteen boys eat a lot, like a lot. Yeah, they do. I used to tell them to pull everything out of the fridge and we were going to make a leftover lunch and we would just gut the fridge and make a big meal. And by the time they were done stuffing their faces, because again, that that's like a journey in of itself, we were all laughing and calm again. So we just needed to shift gears a lot of times. Yeah. Now that I have older and younger and we live on a homestead, I'll go feed the chickens and with my, I'll pour myself a cup of coffee, go take care of my chickens and come back. And then we're all good again. Cause we've all had a minute to do their thing. And the kids kind of know I'm gonna go feed the chickens is code for let's all get over it <laughs> and regroup in 20 minutes. Um, the little ones will go out there with me and they'll forget they were frustrated by the time they see like the cool blue egg in the nesting box or something. Um, but it, it's just the idea that we've changed location, changed mindset, kind of shifted. And done something to distract ourselves from the frustration
0: yeah that's so good because sometimes that's what i'm saying you get stuck in the muck in the middle of it and you just can't see your way out and you're just like so frustrated just <laughs> like you say getting up moving going and taking some deep breaths <laughs> you know all of those things can definitely help for sure. i used to
1: hide a chocolate bar in my makeup case in my bathroom like i'm just going to be totally transparent like there were days where I was like the mom hiding in the bath, the mean, you know, the mean mom, oh, yeah. that was me. Yeah. 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 You, you, different seasons, different coping mechanisms, but really <laughs> for me, it's all about resetting now.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and a lot of times it's, it requires apologies on my part <laughs> so for the them, way I yeah. reacted, you know, but at the same time, you know, it used to be that if I had a bad day like that, I would be so upset because we didn't get any school done and I was feeling miserable. But I finally realized that one thing about being, being a homeschooler is it brings all the issues right up front and center because you can't hide from them, even though if you have chocolate in your bathroom, makeup a you can try, but they're still there, you know. <laughs> but it is kind of a good thing because all those problems, they come up. And you can ignore them, but they still are going to come out in your face, or you can do something about them. And that really is a big part of the learning journey. Um, well, and it's teaching our kids that.
1: coping mechanisms too, right? Like it's teaching them that you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. You can apologize. You can make mistakes. You can royally screw up and you just come back the next day and do better and don't walk away.
0: Yeah. Exactly, Because it's
1: a commitment. It's, it's kind of like marriage. You say you do, and then you have to
0: do. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a good point. <laughs> yes, it, it really is. So, I mean, while homeschooling, you know, we're sitting here talking about how great it is, how much we love it. You know, you might, you know, we might tend to put off that, I don't know, that idea, that vibe that every day is wonderful and perfect. And it's not, it's just that we've learned how to deal with it better. It's funny because you
1: say that and I can like, if I, if I think hard, I can think about rough days, but the longer we do it, I'm going to be honest here, the less we have them because I can feel them coming and we take a day off. Yeah. Like we, we homeschool year round. Um, because it used to be that my husband worked two jobs in the summer, but not in the winter months. So we wanted to work when it was hot out. Who wants to be out in the, you know, the hundred degree heat anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to be able to take off when daddy was off from work. So if he had a day off, we wanted to be able to take a day off and spend it with him. So we learned to just do school. Like consistently all year and just take chunks of time off. And now we could be more structured if we wanted to be and have that traditional, what is it like nine month school year or something? I I don't even know. Yeah. I should know this. Right. Um, (laughs) but but it gives us the freedom to go, you know what? We're all going crazy. Let's have a play day. Like I came downstairs today and my my second oldest was in her pajamas. I was like, you can't get dressed. She was like, I'm not feeling it today. And I was like, okay. She goes, I'm going to read some Shakespeare. And I'm going to call it good. And I was like, okay. Right. And I thought, you know what? That's awesome because she knows what she has to do. She's going to do everything she needs, you know, quarterly to graduate this year. She's a senior. But she recognized her own boundaries. She recognized she was mentally exhausted. She was drained. And she was just going to pour herself a cup of tea, read some Shakespeare, play with her dog, and call it good for today. And tomorrow she'll pick up and do more. And I think about what we went through for her to learn that resiliency and the coping mechanism that she's recognizing her own boundaries and what she can bring and what she can give her best to. Cause she'd rather put it off and do her best tomorrow than skate through today and barely survive. And I love that that she can do that now. And I, you know, I, I wasn't that self-aware at 17. Like I, I just wasn't. No. Neither, <laughs> but you know, so so we've learned that together.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the most brilliant things about homeschooling is that homeschooling is life. It is not completing curriculum. It is learning about life and how all these things fit together to help us move forward on our journey, so that we can become better, so that we can help those around us do the same, and. That's, yeah, I love that. Homeschool is life.
1: It, it's just that that's really what it is. It, it's our way of living. It's not a thing that we do. It's a thing we are.
0: Yep. Yeah. I like how you say that. It's not a thing we do. It's a, it's, it's a thing we are. Even We though, are
1: homeschoolers. <laughs> I resisted that for so long. Me too. <laughs> but we are homeschoolers.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, not a thing we do it's a thing we are
1: I mean if you walk into our house it's so funny people people come in and we have like right next to our front door a little rack where you can put your shoes and um couches and chairs right around the fireplace like that's the room that you walk into and there's there's this cute little walnut bed stand that I picked up you know like on craigslist for five bucks and you open it and it's just stacks of books and notebooks and colors and pencils. And then there's a radio with a a USB thing that plugs in and it's, it's audio stories. So we can sit by the fire and listen to like these radio theater type audio tales for history. And you go into the kitchen and we have drawers that are actually like set up for our, our kids with special needs and sensory issues. So while I'm cooking, they're playing with kinetic sand and measuring cups and spoons in the drawer, so there's not like a no you don't belong here there's a this is your cabinet and and I gotta tell you it took me probably 15 years to get to the point where that didn't drive me crazy because I'm a bit of a control freak in my kitchen I like it nice and neat and orderly and I just have finally learned to give that up but um that that was like my sacred cow for a while there as a homeschooling mom and in our dining room table I fought it for years we would not be that family that had more books on the table than they did dinner plates, but but we are now. So I finally stopped fighting it and I had this beautiful buffet, and it's our homeschool cabinet. It doesn't hold china, it doesn't hold casserole dishes, it doesn't hold silverware that matches because eight kids, nothing matches. It holds homeschooling books, but it also has like one whole half of it is art supplies. And it's not art supplies necessarily that we bought either, it's like random things my kids have saved that. You know, with the first couple of kids, I was like, no, that's, that's garbage. Like that belongs in the trash can. That's like a bottle or a lid or whatever. And I finally kept seeing, my son built an air conditioner this summer out of odds and ends that he had around the house, literally built an air conditioner for his bedroom. And it has a motorized fan and he puts ice cubes in it and it blows cold air on him. Coolest thing ever. Another kid built a CD player for his bedroom out of things that people were throwing away that he learned how to fix watching YouTube videos. And like, those are the kinds of things that are in our craft cabinet. And so I've had to let go a little bit to like give them the freedom to create. But when I say we are homeschoolers, that's what I mean. Like every part of our life is set up for learning. And it's not just books, it's, it's stuff, it's the yard. And it's, it's not, don't dig in the yard and mess it up. It's like, oh, what are you putting there? What are you digging there? What are you trying? You know, so we have, we have a worm garden. I don't like worms, but we have a worm garden. But we have an area where there were a lot of slugs and we experimented with different things that, that they were attracted to and, and repelled by. Like we literally, we had a slug experimentation station would never have dreamt that up in a million years okay but like these are the things when you just give them the freedom like the kids amaze you with what they come up with we another um like literally in the amount of time it took me to make lunch one day they had built a fort out of pallets with a roof and I thought oh my gosh that's gonna fall and and someone's gonna die like it looked like everything was balanced next thing I know I go out and they've got like uh, poles from like shovel handles and stuff woven through anchored and and like set with bricks and I, I mean like this thing was solid and I'm like what did you do they're like well we kept wiggling it and pushing it and seeing where the weak spots were and fixing it until it didn't move anymore so that we could go inside and I was like that's so cool but it took me so many years to relax enough to just sit back and not go, wait, you're going to get hurt or don't make a mess. Or why are you digging up the yard?
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Totally. And it's, it's, it's hard because as a mom, you're like, yeah, but that's not the right way, you know, but they're, they're learning, they're learning so much. Oh. And you're like, oh, wait, but it would be easier if you did it this way. Or, you know, I mean, I remember I had to stop watching my kids play on the playground when they were little, because I'm like, oh, they're going to get hurt, you know? And I'm like, you know what? they they kind of know where their boundaries are. Most kids, maybe some don't as much, but you know, they're going to be fine and that's how they're going to learn. And yeah, it's that letting go and letting them explore that is so important for the learning environment, you know, and that's why we don't have to fill their days with seven hours of learning experiences. You know, we
1: that and you'll exhaust yourself oh my gosh
0: you burn you out imagine? that is the fast road to burn out for sure you know we we can just allow that creativity within boundaries you know it doesn't mean do whatever you want <laughs> i mean it's it's be safe
1: but i think one of the hardest things i've learned as a mom is to be quiet mm-hmm. to let them find the answer even if it takes them longer or they get to it differently than i
0: would yep yep so but, true so true well thank you so much for coming on and sharing these experiences with us i don't even think you told our listeners where you live now that's pretty cool (laughs) we moved to
1: ukraine so um we i'm from new york we lived in alabama for quite some time and now we live in ukraine so yeah super cool
0: (laughs) super cool on your adventure and so why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you? Cause I know you have a cool blog and they may want to check that
1: one out. You can visit me at themomentsathome.com or on Instagram at themomentsathome. at home. And uh, it's a whole lot of, on the website resources for moms. And we have um, a pre-K and kindergarten curriculum. That's exactly what I needed way back then. And I'm using with my younger ones now it's 20 minutes a day. And Uh, then tons of resources like fun recipes, craft projects, stuff like that. And of course on Instagram, it's more just like everyday life. Hey, here's what we're having for lunch. Here's what our, you know, we have Easter egg chickens that like colored eggs and the adventures we go on. And we love to connect with people
0: in both places. Very cool. So it's called the moments at home. Yep. Right. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And do you have any you gave us a lot of really good advice from all the other veteran homeschool moms, but do you have one in particular that you would give that? I mean, other than those, I know you've shared those a lot. Enjoy it. Yeah.
1: Like don't like, I, I I used to really think if it was fun, I wasn't doing it right. Like, I don't know why I thought it had to be stressful, but the, my favorite days are the ones where we all end up. We're like, that was fun. Yes. I love
0: it. Just
1: enjoy your kids. And if, if, I, I wrote this in my journal the other night that I wanted to remember to teach my kids when they have kids. If at any point in time you find yourself resenting your kids or being really stressed with them, change what you're doing.
0: Yes. So you know? good. So, so good. Just
1: enjoy your kids.
0: Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much, and I'm excited because Lisa is going to do a guest training in uh, the Hero's Journey membership coming up in a couple weeks and in there. So if you are not a member, you can become a member when I open it back up, (laughs) and you can (laughs) get the (laughs) recording. I forgot. Oh, yeah, I closed it. But yes, anyway. Over in the Hero's Journey membership, that's where we learn to build a strong foundation for our homeschools so that we can enjoy it and love it and feel confident in our homeschools. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on building heroes in your home, get the free building heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.